0: Hi, I'm Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. Is the Blessed Virgin Mary really that important in the day-to-day life of a Christian? Many of our Protestant brothers and sisters might not think so. They might even wonder, why do we Catholics give so much attention to Mary? Why do we have all these doctrines about Mary? Where in the Bible do we find this emphasis on Mary? Now, if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you know that every once in a while, I'll, I'll discuss a passage related to Mary in the Bible. And, and And we see that every little word that the Bible tells us about Mary is just charged with great meaning. Mary may not appear that often in the New Testament, but when she does, watch out. Every little word, every little detail is there for a reason. And it tells us something about Mary's important role in God's plan of salvation. And as we are in the month of May, which in the Catholic Church is commonly known as Mary's month, I want to focus on just three little words from the Bible about Mary. Just three little words. And you may hear these three words and say, oh, I've heard those words before, but not think that much about them. But wow, these just these three words, if we understand them biblically, will tell us so much about how Mary's heart wants to draw close to ours and wants to help us in times of trouble in times of sorrow, in times of difficulty. In fact, these three little words, I'm pretty sure you're familiar with them because if you've ever prayed the Hail Mary, you have said these three words. Those three words are blessed among women, what does it mean that Mary is called blessed among women? They come from the visitation scene. Elizabeth, her cousin, greets her with these words, blessed among women, just three little words. Well, if you know the Old Testament background, you know the scriptural significance of these three words, you'll see that Mary is so important in God's plan of salvation, not just in general, but He hel- Mary helps us. In our spiritual battles, the spiritual battles that we fight every day, we want to turn to the one who is blessed among women. What do these words mean? What do they tell us about Mary? That's what we're going to look at in this week's podcast. So welcome. To all things Catholic, I'm your host, Edward Sree, and I want to welcome any new listeners checking out the show for the first time. Thanks for thanks for joining us. I want to give a warm welcome, especially to anyone from Texas. I was just recently at the Catholic Women's Conference in Victoria, Texas, not too far from Houston, and uh, I was truly blessed among women there. I, I love being able to speak at women's conferences. I, I do men's conferences, women's conferences, but I, I think just because I've written a lot about Mary, about marriage, about women in the Bible and things. I often get invited to women's conferences. These were amazing, faithful, dynamic Catholic women there in the great state of Texas. I also want to give a shout out to the many Catholics in the Archdiocese of Cincinnati. In Cincinnati, Ohio, I was just there recently, to the Rua Woods Ministry, to the Net Ministries there as well. Welcome. Thanks for checking out the show. Before we get started, though, I wanna I wanna share something really exciting with all of you. I I, I hinted at this maybe a couple weeks ago, but uh, my wife and I we have a new book coming out together. It's so fun. We we've written some articles together, chapters from books together. We've presented on many online conferences together. Um, but this is the first time we wrote a whole book together, and it's a book about marriage. But I wanna be clear, it's not a book about like the the theology of marriage. I mean, we certainly bring in theology, but uh, this is a book about what I like to call the realities of marriage what marriage is really like our target audience is everyone from those who are engaged preparing for marriage to young married couples to people who've been married 5 10 15 20 years you know marriage is oftentimes talked about as it's amazing and it makes you holy and you help your spouse get to heaven but in reality it's really hard it's really demanding and there's many low points and struggles and a lot of people don't talk about that. And we wanted to just be really open and talk about the realities of married life. So here's the title of the book. Are you ready? The book is called The Good, the Messy, and the Beautiful, The Joys and Struggles of Real Married Life. Not the ideal of marriage that people post on their Instagram accounts and their Christmas pictures and or, or the theology of the body, vision of marriage. And we, we believe that. We touch on that, of course. Um, but what's not often talked about are just how... We struggle. We feel overwhelmed with family life, exhausted. We can hurt each other. Uh, there, there's hurts that come up from our past in a marriage. I go, those are the real day-to-day struggles that JP2 actually talked about, and none of people talk about these things, and how God wants to use those little struggles and, and frustrations and hurts and disappointments in marriage to actually Deepen our love, to strengthen our union, and to sanctify us. It's so beautiful. So, uh, we have a we actually have a video that's out. That if you want to get a taste of the talk, it's all for free. You can you can check out. We have a, a talk that we gave uh, all on the book, and it's with Ascension Press. You can go to if you want to just get the video for free. It's ascensionpress.com forward slash Sri marriage video. So again, you can get the video for free. You just sign up for it and they'll send you a link with the, the video. It's ascensionpress.com slash SRI marriage video. So ascensionpress.com slash SRI marriage video. And you can get the free video of the talk that Beth and I gave uh, just a, a couple months ago uh, available there at Ascension Press. So please pray for the book. It'll come out in July. The video's available right now if you want to want to take a listen uh, to the talk. By the way, I just had to tell you, and I'm not just bragging on my wife here, just because she's my wife, but she really is amazing. People are used to hearing me present, and when we've been able to do these online conferences uh, together, you know, everyone's wondering, oh, okay, well, there's Dr. Shree, and you know, there's the sidekick. That'll be Beth, and you know, I wonder what she's going to have to say. But whenever we do these online events or in-person events, she's the one that steals the show. <laughs> she, she always says, if she were here right now, she goes, I keep him real. <laughs> you know, he's the theologian. This is the reality. And, and, and people can really, really appreciate her authenticity, her vulnerability, uh, or just her realness. And that's what you'll pick up in that marriage video that, uh, that's there at Ascension Press. Well, let's go back to these words, blessed among women. You know, these words come from the scene known as the visitation, where Mary goes to visit her kinswoman, Elizabeth. You read about this in Luke chapter one, starting in verse 39. And the scene begins with Mary going in haste to the hill country of Judea. She knows Elizabeth's pregnant and she wants to go help her kinswoman. And in Luke chapter one, verse 40, it says that Mary entered the house of Zechariah and Elizabeth and she greeted Elizabeth. And, you know, that's just what you would expect uh, in first century Jewish custom. It was the, the custom for the younger person to greet the older one. It was a way of honoring the older person by, by initiating the greeting. But what's interesting is what happens next. In the very next verse, Luke chapter 1, verse 41, Elizabeth will in return greet Mary with words that are extraordinary. In other words, if you were a Jew in the first century and you heard what Elizabeth said about Mary, you would just drop everything. You'd go, whoa. Whoa, these these are supreme titles of honor. These are words of praise that have not been used in centuries. And Elizabeth, who the Bible tells us is filled with the Holy Spirit at this moment, So that means she is filled with Holy spirit points to how she's, she has prophetic knowledge, prophetic insight. She knows that Mary is pregnant and not pregnant with any ordinary child, but with the Holy son of God in an awe over that mystery. What does she say to Mary? She says, blessed are you among women. You are blessed among women. So those were, that's where those words come from, Elizabeth's greeting. And again, we're so used to hearing those words. We say them all the time in the Hail Mary. I just want you to know that those words had not been used for centuries in Scripture. In fact, there's only two other women in the entirety of sacred Scripture, only two other women in the Bible have ever been described as blessed among women. That's how unique these words are. So again, we say the Hail Mary all the time, but have you ever really pondered what does it mean when we say Mary's blessed among women? Did did you ever ponder and realize that whenever you say the Hail Mary and you say those words blessed among women, you're entering into Elizabeth's praise over Mary and, and the child in Mary's womb? What do these words mean? What did they mean originally for Elizabeth? What what did they mean in the first century Jewish mindset? Well, let's go back and consider those two other women. As I mentioned, there's only two other women in the Old Testament that had ever been called blessed among women. And they're women that you might not be as familiar with. I'm going to tell you about one woman in the Old Testament, J.L. I doubt many of you have a holy card of J.L. in your Bible, (laughs) and you have a big devotion or you pray novenas to J.L. Let me tell you about J.L. because most people don't know about her. You can read about her in Judges chapter 5, particularly Judges 5, verses 24 to 26. She was described as most blessed among women. Why? Well, it was a time of great crisis when the Israelites were being overrun by the Canaanites, which which happened often in the book of Judges. And there was this this, uh, Canaanite general, Sisera, who was was oppressing the people. And she is able to get into the tent with Sisera. They have a meal together. And then while he drinks too much wine and he's sleeping— Uh, What what J.L. does is she takes a tent peg from the tent. She takes a tent peg and a hammer and she drives the tent peg through Sisera's head. (laughs) So pretty gruesome image there. But in Judges 5, you, you read about this, that she she ends up killing the The Canaanite general that had been oppressing the people and the people are freed and uh, and they rejoice. And there's a song sung about her and she's described as most blessed among women for what she did in killing the Canaanite general and helping free the people. Now, the other person in the Bible is maybe a little more known because there's a book uh, with her name. Her name is Judith. Judith also, like Jael, was living in a time of some cultural crisis. And uh, you've got the Assyrians ruling over the people and oppressing them. And she goes into the room of the, the Assyrian general, a man named Halerphanes, and cuts off his head with a sword. And, and as a result of this, she, again, the people are freed. And uh, and she, she defends the people by cutting off this man's head. And so both Jael and Judith are called blessed among women. Both of them cut off the head or crush the head of the pagan enemy. So that's the background. What does it mean to be blessed among women? Well, one basic thing we could look at is, you know, wow, well, you know, they you you, you crush the head of the enemy. <laughs> and you may be wondering, well, what, what do these women, these Rambo-like women of the Old Testament have to do with, you know, quiet, humble, simple Mary? <laughs> you know that song we sing at church sometimes, you know, gentle mother, gentle woman, quiet light, morning star, <laughs> you know, like, like little gentle Mary. And here she is being connected with these Rambo. Rambo-like women, these warrior women of the Old Testament that take tent pegs and drive them through the heads of the enemy and cut off their other man with a sword. Well, I, I think one on a basic level, one thing we could see is that both of these women in the Old Testament played a crucial role in rescuing the people of God from their enemies. But there's some differences between them and Mary. And on one hand, they they had a physical battle. They took up a sword. Uh, Jael takes up a tent peg and a hammer. Mary's battle is on the spiritual level. Mary will battle the evils of this world by saying yes to Jesus, by giving her fiat to God's will, surrendering to God's will fully, allowing God to work in her life, allowing God to become man in her womb. She's going to fight this spiritual battle f- through her yes to God and then ultimately through her son, through the son in her womb, the son that she gives birth to. He's the one that's going to defeat the enemy. And that's the second big point here is that who's the enemy? Well, the enemy for Jael was this Canaanite general. The enemy for, for Judith was the Assyrian leader. And for Mary, it, it, the enemy is much worse, much more intense kind of enemy. It's not just some pagan military leader. For Mary... The enemy is the devil. And that sets up the ultimate background to the scene. You see, what not many biblical scholars point out, but it is really there, is that Blessed Among Women is connected with the idea of Mary being the new Eve. Let me explain this. You see, in, in, way back in Genesis, there was this great prophecy. In fact, it's known as the first prophecy of the Bible. The very Do you know the first prophecy in the Bible, Genesis 3.15? It's all about right after the fall when Adam and Eve sin, God announces that, yes, they sinned, but he's going to come and rescue them. And he gives the first prophecy, the first prophetic foreshadowing about the coming of the Messiah. And he says that the woman, Eve, the woman will one day have a son, an offspring, a descendant the woman will one day have a descendant who will do what he will crush the head of the serpent he will crush the head of the serpent which in genesis is a symbol for the devil so if you've ever seen a statue of mary or maybe an icon of mary and you see underneath her foot she's stepping on a snake it comes from this prophecy here in genesis 3:15 my kids love this image whenever i pull out a little image from our little bible book that has this prophecy in it and they see the the foot Crushing the head of the snake, they my little little girls would get off the couch and then they start stomping on the ground like step on the snake, step on the snake. So they they love this prophecy. Uh, what I want you to see is the connection between this prophecy about how the head of the serpent will be crushed, will be stepped on. How how similar that is to what J L and Judith do. You see, think of what happens many centuries later in the life of Israel, in the book of Judges, in the book of Judith. we have these women who, what do they do? They, they crush the head of the enemy. They, they crush the head with the tent peg or with the sword. Think of those as like partial installments of the original prophecy of Genesis 3.15, that Satan is reigning and, and he's... He's bringing great persecution upon the Israelite people through these pagan leaders. And, and so God raises up these women who will help drive off the pagan enemy and crush the head of the enemy. It's like just like a partial initial installment of the Genesis three fifteen prophecy. It's a foreshadowing of the ultimate fulfillment, which will come with the blessed Virgin Mary. She's the one that has the true son, that fulfills the prophecy of Genesis 3.15. She's the one whose son will crush the head of the serpent through his death and resurrection. So Mary's called blessed among women in Luke one forty one. She's called blessed among women in the visitation scene. And there's only two other women in the Old Testament given that title. What do they all have in common? They crush the head of the enemy. JL and Judith do it through their physical weapons. Mary does it through her spiritual weapons, through her, yes, her surrender of her life totally to God's plan. Ultimately, she does it through her son, the child that she gives birth to. He's the one that will crush the head of the true enemy, the devil. Now, what does all this mean for our life today? I I think a couple practical things. First of all, turn to Mary to fight your spiritual battles. Do you do that? Do you do you really turn to her? Like when you are facing what you know is a spiritual battle and we've done other shows on this. I'll probably do more on spiritual warfare in the future, but Think about what, what really goes on in spiritual warfare when, when you know that you're being rattled by the devil with discouragement, or the devil's tempting you to give up on something, or the devil's clouding you with, with great sorrow, and you feel like, I just can't go on, or, or, or the devil's trying, trying to spur you on to do something that, you know, you probably shouldn't be doing that. You know, whenever you're fighting spiritual battles, whether it's with pride or envy or with lust, whatever it is, turn to Mary. You want, yes, turn to your angels, your guardian angel, turn to Jesus, of course, call on Jesus's name, but don't forget to turn to Mary. Why? Because Mary's blessed among women. And what is that title all about? It's all connected to the idea of crushing the head of the enemy, like Jael and Judith. And, and you need a spiritual powerhouse by your side when you're are fighting against principalities and powers, things that you cannot see that are much smarter, that are, that are much more powerful than you are, you need to turn to the Blessed Virgin Mary who through her yes and through her prayers for us, crush the head of the serpent through the power of her son, Jesus. So turn to Mary when you face spiritual battles. I'll say this in my own life. I, when, when I face those moments of discouragement or temptation towards sin or whatever it is, you know, that may be plaguing me, I I will fall on my knees, and I I literally would be in my office. It could be in my bedroom. I'll just I'll just stop right there, make the sign of the cross. I call on Jesus's name, but I always say a Hail Mary, ask Mary for for that protection. And I know she's the one, that we say in the Hail Mary is blessed among women. We're calling on her to crush the head of the devil who's who's attacking me right now. Now, a second thing I want to highlight more positively is that. I just find over time that we need to have a greater confidence in marrying. You know, whatever struggles we're facing in life, whatever troubles we may have, I just find in my own life just a, a greater confidence that, you know, whenever there's something going wrong, like just recently there was something, I made a big mistake and I knew it was going to like really inconvenience someone. And I felt really badly about it. And, uh, and it, it wasn't just a tiny thing. It was a pretty big deal. And it was a person who's a friend uh, that I do business with and 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 I just know is really going to not be good for him. And I just felt really badly going into this when I realized what what I had done. And, and I just, I prayed to Mary and I just I said, Mary, I feel badly. I'm going to go. I'm going to call my friend. I'm going to apologize and do what I can to set things right. But I, I trust, I'm just going to entrust this whole thing to you. And I said a memorari, a beautiful Mary in prayer, uh, and just said, "I just entrust it to you." And then when I called, you know, and my friend was like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> uh well, all right, that that's going to be a little little challenge here, but then all of a sudden as you know, it, it, as we we talked for a couple more times and then we found out a way to make it all work out, and it was not something I had had foreseen uh and I can't tell you how many times that happens, whether it's with a situation in my marriage or a situation with one of my kids. I just turned to Mary, Mary. Beth and I are going through a rough time. I just, I ask I ask you to pray for us right now. And then all of a sudden, whatever was bothering us or whatever the struggle was, it, it sorts itself out. Something going on with one of the kids. Oh, Mary, I, I, this, this, this child needs a little extra help, and I'm not sure what to do. I put it in your hands, Mary. I think she who is blessed among women is there to help us to fight, you know, fight for us in whatever struggles, troubles that we may face. Finally, last thing, so turn to Mary to fight your spiritual battles. Have confidence that whatever difficulty, whatever uncertainty, whatever trouble you're in, you can put it in Mary's hand and she who's blessed among women will take care of it through her prayers. I want to be clear. Mary takes care of things for us. She fights her spiritual battles not on her own. She doesn't have divine power. She's not the fourth person of the Trinity, but she has. A, she's a powerful spiritual weapon in the sense that she intercedes for us and her prayers are powerful as she sits closest to Jesus. She who gave the perfect yes at the Annunciation and said yes all throughout her life, all the way to the cross, her prayers for us are super powerful. That's that's how she fights our spiritual battles. That's how she helps us with our struggles and our troubles in life. But lastly one practical thing is just remember that when you say the Hail Mary now, I hope you pray it a little bit differently. Next time you maybe pray the rosary. Think about those words blessed among women. Think about how she's the new JL. She's the new Judith. She's the one going before us to fight the spiritual battles to crush the head of the enemy in our lives. Thanks so much for listening here. Again, if you want to get that free video that Beth and I did about marriage, uh, it's all related to our new book, The Good, the Messy, and the Beautiful, The Joys and Struggles of Real Married Life. You can get that free talk that we gave. I think it's like a... Forty-five minute, fifty-minute talk with Q and A afterwards. Uh, we filmed this in Philadelphia with a bunch of young adults, single people, engaged couples, many newlyweds, and many people who've been married for a long time. So it was an awesome event. Uh, you can get the free video at ascensionpress.com/sri-marriage-video. Again, that's ascensionpress.com/sri-marriage-video. Videos for free. You just contact Ascension Press there at that link, and they'll get you the video. Thanks so much for listening, and God bless.